This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian and Alex. Hello. Today we've got some feedback, some game news, and Alex and Brian are going to tell you all about the Shadow of the Colossus on PS4 because I didn't buy it and I refused to play it. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we would really like more reviews and things so that we pop up higher in the iTunes charts. Uh, so be sure to leave reviews if you haven't already. Or if you want to revise your review and give us more stars and more glory, that would be awesome, too. Um, anyways, Brian, what else have you been playing other than Shadow? Well, it's been a long uh, few weeks. Yeah, so. we did have a couple. We had an extra week off. Apologize to our listeners for that. I think... Um Shortly after we recorded last time, I was still into Prey, but I kind of gave up on that for a little while because I got irritated with a bug that I found that yeah. kept popping up and kind of impeding my progress. I think this is that's the same bug you've kind of been talking about for a while. So, Well, I've seen enemies get stuck in walls, but this was the first time that I got stuck in a wall. Oh, and interesting. It kind of breaks things for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I still think it's a cool game, but it'd be nice if they could iron out shit like that since it's been out for over a year. Yeah. Well, it's on sale until... Does the sale end today or tomorrow? I think tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Steam one? Yeah. I think it ends tomorrow. It's 20 bucks right now on Steam, um, if anybody's listening. It's worth $20 at least, right? Yeah, totally. For yeah. sure. The Surge is also for sale on Steam and is totally worth the money. Yeah, so I hear but I have enough stuff to play. Yeah. Um, I got back into playing Zelda pretty pretty hardcore. Like, I put in probably a dozen hours in one day. So where, um, are, you, where are you at? How many shrines and how many divine beasts? I still you? only have one divine beast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But I am on, you I'm doing? on the second <laughs> the second one. Like I'm ready to go go okay. at it. Uh the second one that I was going to tackle is the Death Mountain one, like Goron or whatever. Okay. Yep. Um But I did like I basically just tried to clear that entire side of the map and then that's where I ended up. Like I went through In terms of shrines? Uh, yeah. Okay. Shrines and well, oh, and towers. I don't care about the stupid seeds. Oh yeah. It's like no. if, if one makes me want to, or if it, it asks me to fly my way down a mountain, way the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Oops. I, I think we've <laughs> kind of given up. Did on we give the, up uh, on that? I think we've kind of given up on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's plus we don't need to like 
Nico doesn't need anything more to laugh at us about. Okay, well, swearing anyways, is back. He's already he's already laughs at us because we think Overwatch is terrible. Well, you don't think Overwatch is terrible. <laughs> yeah, we I think don't. Overwatch is terrible. But he wants to play it on PS4. Nico can go back can... and listen to the Overwatch episode to yeah. understand that I don't think it's terrible. I don't any really, I, definitely any do. game that I can pick up and get play of the game. The first round I play is a terrible game. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Zelda's cool still. Um, I hope to actually finish that game someday. Yeah. So you, you but should, I just don't really. You should. I don't pick feel up, that obligated to finish it. I just I, like to go back and have my fun. I think while you're in the thick of it, you should pick up the the season pass because I bought the season pass after I finished the game, and I don't think I'm ever going to touch any of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I feel like I don't need any more content. Well, so what was interesting? Like I listened to split screen the episode where they had the two game directors on for Zelda, and one of the things I I didn't realize, but I found really interesting, was the fact that they pointed out that all of the other champions have their divine beasts and Link doesn't have one and he's a champion. And that's what the motorcycle is, is that's his divine beast, mm. uh, which I thought was really cool. Cause like, and, and like that's, that's what you, that's like your prize for completing that DLC story yeah, arc is that DLC. you get, you get your divine beast. I thought that's awesome. It makes me want to buy the season pass, but I probably won't because I'm in super ADD mode again with my video games. Um, it's funny. I've, tried multiple times and I start that game up and as soon as I start running around and playing with it I'm like I don't I can't do more of this. Yeah, the thing like, is, it's really weird. Like, I, I don't, don't know why. I I beat the game, but I don't remember exactly where I left off with everything else. I know I did like 26.4% of the game. Yeah. And uh that was basically like I was like all right, cool. Uh don't know if I'm ever going to touch this again. But anytime I've tried to pick it up again, I look at it and I'm like I should just start over, <laughs> but I don't want to, like, because I know how yeah. far I've come, and like, you know, I have the master sword, and I have the high, the high rule shield. I did find and, like, the master sword finally, but I can't get it yet. You don't got enough hearts. No, I had like six when I found it. Yeah, you need some I like to seeds or whatever the hell you for climbing, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, you've basically just been kind of replaying a bunch of stuff that you've had, right? Um, have you played anything new? Well, yeah, other I mean, than what Shadow. we're going to talk about. And then uh, I guess that would be the only new thing. <laughs> All right. Alex, what about you? <laughs> I've played nothing. Nothing? Just yeah, Shadow? I've had literally no time. All right. Well, I've put about, I want to say, 12 to 13 hours into the Surge, and I'm maybe like one-tenth of the way through it, like, if that... Because, it again, it's a, it's a Souls-esque game, so you're doing a lot of cycling back and, like, you know, collecting souls. In this mm-hmm. case, it's, like, scrap tech. And, uh... Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, leveling off all... Or leveling up all my stuff, you know? Uh, I fucking love this game. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, because... All right, it's... It, it is a Souls game. It plays fast, like Bloodborne does, but you don't have any projectiles... And I didn't realize, like, it, when you first start the game out, there's these flying drone things that attack you. You get one of those. I didn't realize that. Hmm. And it's awesome. No no spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. I don't think I need to play the game now. But you get one of those drones. Drone. And it's what's what kind of sucks is, like, you kind of have to have energy. Like, you when you attack things, you build up energy to do, like, your super move, the finishing moves to, like, cut off limbs. Or you can use... Um, 
certain other abilities, like uh, a specific healing one that you need energy for, where it transfers your energy to life. Uh, but you also need energy to bring your drone out. So like you have to attack some shit to get enough energy to then deploy your drone. And then you can get like power ups for your drone, which you then have to plug into your like inputs and like they take up power off of your core unit. Mm. So like you have to strategize like which power ups are you going to use for yourself? Like, are you going to have the ability to see enemies life bars? Are you going to have the ability to buff your own life to have more max HP? Are you going to buff your energy levels? Are you going to have things that buff your your stamina so that you don't run out of stamina so much fast, so much faster than everything else? Um, so like it's 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 what you guys describe what you described in near automata yeah. Yeah. that like you have to strategize which of these things you're going to implement. On top of like you then have a drone, which you have to do that for as well, but it comes off of your power. The drone doesn't have its own power source. So like Interesting. It's uh it's it's so it's so good, man. It's just so cool and it's it's a lot of fun and again it's fast. I like the art the I've I've discovered new armor sets, which is cool because the base game starts you out with two different types of armor, but I then found out there's extra like different types of armor that you can get. If when you have a full set of armor, you get a buff from that. Uh, like it's, it's just a really, it's cool and it's hard as fuck. Like it's stupid hard, but it's, it's like, again, super rewarding, much like Bloodborne and Dark Souls in that when you finally get through an area that you struggled with, you feel really accomplished. So did the DLC like just come out for that within the past couple months? I don't recall. I'm not even to any of the DLC yet. I don't think I did buy the complete edition though. The, cause I, I think they also announced that there will be a sequel. Yes, they did just announce that. And one of the things they announced as part of the sequel announcement was that the enemy AI was going to be like kind of bumped up and enemies would then be able to fight you on multiple levels of like uh for like for instance right now there's certain drones that you'll run into that are like these um like I'm in the in like the trash processing area of like the plant right now and these certain drones are there to like break down like garbage and they they run, they're like a tripod drone. They have three like rolling wheel things and they'll like zoom up to you. But like if you're on stair, a stairwell, they can't attack you on the stairwell and they don't have any kind of projectile that can get you. Um, they do have an attack that can suck you into them. But again, if you're on the stairs, they won't use that sucks. it. Hmm. So yeah, it does. But I've been able to like bring them to the stairs. They're really hard too. Like I've been able to bring them to the stairs and then just attack them on the edge of the stairs so they can't kill me. So I've kind of like, they Jeez. need to step up their game. Oh my god, you're fired. <laughs> the The developer said, uh, and according to the Wikipedia article, which does have uh, citations here, it says Deck Thirteen Interactive described the game as inspired by Rise of the Robots and the Souls series. I so the, the, like that fighting game that we had yeah. a sh- shareware trial disc of. That's a good one. Yeah, that's pretty rad. I always wanted that game, but yeah, it's it's just. It's really cool, dystopian future, yada yada. The again, this isn't really a spoiler alert, but your character like rolls into the game haha as a paraplegic in a wheelchair and he gets this cool exosuit thing that like helps him move and he's now like a capable human being. And like I've been able to find other characters that are part of the story that like go back to the your med bay where you can like uh you know upgrade your stuff and like these other characters give you some tips and some of them give you materials and things like that. So like you're not the only person in the game. There are others that yeah. have, you know, the exosuits. It so it feels more lived in than Dark yeah, Souls. Yeah, for sure. And, like, yeah. where you feel like you're just being attacked from all corners. Like, there are actual NPCs that you interact with and, like, you know, Bloodborne talk to. never felt like 
to me that th- there was people in it. it. There were just voices. And monsters. It was a monsters. nightmare kind of world, though. Yeah. yeah so. But, but like, I don't know. It's It just, I don't know. That'll be interesting for me to check out. I, Neo, I just, like, Neo also feels like it's just... It feels a little more lived in because, like, the stuff you're fighting is kind of real. But. Well, they, they are until you go back to the areas in, like, the nightmare modes or whatever, and then they're yeah. all demons. But, like, there are, like, you will run into, like, samurais that are, yeah. like, human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Surge is great. It's on sale right now, too, on Steam. And, actually, on uh, PlayStation 4, it's also for I sale. Think Xbox I would, as well. If you don't have a PC, buy this game on console because it plays best with a controller. Uh, it's fantastic. I love it. I think it's great, and I can't wait to play more of it. I awesome. did go back to uh, Assassin's Creed Origins for like a day, too. I forgot about that. Because I, I was waiting for Shadow of the Colossus to come out, and I was like, well, what am I going to play? So I played that, and uh, I, I enjoyed myself, but um, I felt kind of overwhelmed, like I always do when I fire up that game, because there's just, just too much to do. Yeah. But... uh yeah, Alan sent in. That's our feedback. Is Alan sent in his hundred uh, percenter review of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins because he actually completed all of the side quests and everything and complained right. about it the whole time. Probably much like you and Colossus. Well, we can we can come back around to that. Yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, last night I got a bit inebriated and we played a serious like three and a half hours worth of Stick Fighter on Steam. Hmm. I think it's Stick Fighter. Or it might just be Stick Fight. I don't remember. Uh, but it's basically just Super Smash Brothers with like stick figures, <laughs> and there's like guns and swords and things that you can pick up, and it's ridiculous. That sounds awesome. It is so stupid fun. It kind of sounds like Nidhogg. It might be. I don't know. It was a dollar ninety nine hmm. on sale. All like, right, worth every penny. We got our money's worth last night cool. playing with four people on a PC. It was hilarious. Uh, so if you have an extra two dollars on your Steam account, feel free to you know from selling all your PUBG wares. Uh, <laughs> you can those keep... sweet leopard print pants. Every you got. man, the PUBG uh, clothing market has crashed pretty hard. Yeah, it's so it's worth just garbage. Like those sweet shoes that I got were worth like eighteen cents. Like, <laughs> well, I sold stuff for like one of the items I sold for like eleven bucks or whatever. That's ridiculous. Well, we got to get that that. Webby family Steam share going on yeah. so that I can play, I can check out the Surge for sure. So we'll, we'll have to hop on that. Yeah, so the Surge and Stick Fight, I think it's called Stick Fight. Yeah, we, really, should, we should play that. It's like a, a bunch fun. of other games that we always talk about. Yeah, like Star Trek Bridge Crew. Live. And Farpoint Co op. <laughs> Alan said Brian is a divine beast all his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks exactly like one of the Colossus. Yeah, I was just the Colossus, that. So. I was cracking up jumping into my own beard in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They built it just for you. But, yeah. Yeah, so. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Well, you want to do news next? Let's, yes. Let's do news. What's first? News uh, number one is Brian's story. What's going on? Yeah. Did you actually read this on? one? I did, but I forgot it. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, basically, one of the games I was really looking forward to this year is on hiatus. Um, they were doing a System Shock reboot. This is Night Dive, I think, that's doing it. Night Dive Studios. Yes, Night Dive Studios. They did a, uh, a re-release of um, System Shock 2. And I believe the first game as well. So that was cool. Um, so you can actually get those off of Steam. Oh, so they're the ones who did the work to make it so you could play it yes. on a computer newer than Windows XP. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's cool of them. However, I guess they uh, had to 
basically stop doing this remake. Like this is a full on remake of the original System Shock because they basically succumb to creature or feature, feature creep. creep. Yeah, not creature feep. Creature feep. <laughs> and uh, it it it's just Brian's new Xbox Live gamer tag. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it, it's so they raised one point three five million dollars on Kickstarter for this yes. System Shock One remake. But then, because they had that money, like a lot of these Kickstarter things, they got over ambitious, yeah. and they're like, "We're gonna add motion yeah. blur." And- in- instead of becoming like a remake, I guess it started to become like a whole new game, pretty yeah. much. And um, now they have to put it on hold. Now they're like, they "Hold on, money. interesting." And they need to reevaluate how they're going about it. But it sounds like it's been put off till like next year or something now. Yeah. It's supposed to come out. The head of the studio, the, the quote from the head of the studio says, I've put the team on a hiatus while we reassess our path so that we can return to our vision. We're taking a break but not ending the project. System Shock is still going or is going to be completed and all of our promises fulfilled. So we'll see if that uh, really happens but i mean i'm a firm believer in like making sure games get the attention they need before released so if these guys need to take a you know step back to like reassess and reevaluate and and straighten things out i'm okay with that it's just part of that weird uh realization that people have to come through come to with with kickstarter of you are not paying for a game yet you are paying for the idea of a game which may or may not succumb to developmental hell you know i guess that's like the benefit of uh like like the uh what do you call it game preview and like early access stuff is that you actually have something to play and like do but in this case you don't yeah it's kind of yeah they're kind of two sides of the mercy of the developer could be like a minecraft situation where they're like here's this thing we made let's put features into it that the community wants or they can say we're gonna do all this behind a curtain just give us your money, yeah, and we'll see what comes out the other side. So, I hope it finds its way back. I hope those people sure. get mean, their money's I would worth. Love to play. Like you, you can go back and play the second one. You can put some mods into it, or whatever, and it's playable. Yeah, it's ugly, but it's playable. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite games that I've ever played. Um, but the first one, I mean, was also good, but it's it's like impossible to go back to, yeah. in my opinion. It yeah. It's, we should it's, say these are the games that kind of inspired or are the spiritual ancestor of Bioshock and Bioshock Two. And most importantly, Deus Ex came right after these games too. Yeah. yeah. So the, it's, it's this is like video game uh, royalty essentially. Yeah. So hopefully it. I I think it, there's certainly a place for an updated version of System Shock to for come sure. Out. They are also the same company that's working on a full-on sequel, too. They are making that's System cool. Shock 3. But apparently that's like a different team. Yeah. So I mean, in an era of games as a service and multiplayer, competitive, everything, it'll be, it's refreshing to see somebody and a community that still cares about this kind of game because I feel like these games are just as important as those competitive ones. Yeah. 
So I mean, Prey I was well received. I feel like a lot of people, like a decent amount of people, bought it, and it's definitely in the vein of these. games. It's got a mostly positive uh, status on Steam. So yeah. Well, and at the same time, one point three million dollars is not going to be enough to make like a triple A game nowadays, essentially. So, yeah, that's part of the problem. I mean, yes I'm, I'm and no. What, what size is the team that's working on it? Well, they, you know what I mean? Like, what size is the team that's working on it? Did they have other They were looking for other funding, investors. and that didn't work out, and I think that's one of the that's main probably reasons why, why they, they have to take a break. hit this hiatus. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope it straightens out. Yeah. Yep. Me too. All cool. right, John. Yeah. You've been watching some I've, Rainbow Six. I've been watching a stupid amount of Rainbow Six Invitational this weekend. Uh, more so, I don't really care to watch streamers stream anything ever. Uh, <laughs> I and, and I don't really... like. I, this is, but Ra- please watch our stream. Yeah. No, Isn't well, it the fun main, to watch me wander around the map in PUBG? The main thing minutes. I want to stress about... And then get blown up by your own group. Yes. The main thing I want to stress about Rainbow Six is the fact that it has actually gotten me interested in watching other people play it. Yeah. Like, I have not had a game do that to me. This game make I well, want I mean, to watch... you do it all the time, really. When we're playing and you die or whatever, you're watching everybody else No, I know, play, but like, still I, I'm like extracurricular watching, like, yeah. I, it's outside what... of us playing. I When I go to... When I leave the game chat at 10 p.m. and go and lay down in bed, I'm watching stupid YouTube videos of people playing this game. Like... It's the idea that we yeah. were talking about of, like, the invitational for dota mm. we're not going to watch that because we don't have the language of dota and like yeah, strategy I don't even and everything know how to play the game but we've all, played so. enough rainbow six to the point where we can look like, at I'm somebody actually playing into it. this and like watching these guys play and so yeah. i've been watching the rainbow six invitational this weekend i watched the semifinals yesterday uh it was ridiculous uh evil geniuses and penta are playing for the finals today uh Everyone's Ooh. voting for Evil Genius to win, which they're what time the, is that they're the North American. It started at 10 a.m. this morning. Oh. They did like their All Stars game. Uh, I don't know exactly what time the the uh, it could already be done at this point. I don't really know, but uh, they announced the they they did some in depth uh, breakdown of the new operators that are coming with Operation Chimera. And the first operator is Finca, and Finca is a Russian attack op, and she's equipped with a global buff that buffs the entire team with lower recoil, faster ADS time for about 20 seconds, and it also boosts your HP by 20 points and can revive down teammates. The boost resistance, uh, it also boosts resistance too and reduces the effect of concussion mines and flashbangs, and movement through barbed wire is also faster. Uh, Finca is embracing a very important support role. She has two speed and two armor. The global buff is weak against smoke and makes you more susceptible to pulse due to faster heart rate and breathing, which is really interesting that they've actually implemented these particular... Uh, yeah. Because these two new operatives are very powerful. Their, yeah. their abilities are like super OP in, in everyone's opinion on the internet right now. But they have thought about that and they've implemented certain things to, to kind of um, counteract them. One of my favorites is that Legion's Goo and Echo's Yokai will remove the buff completely. So if you get hit with the Goo or you get uh, concussion blasted, for us. you're Sweet. done because we always play with those two. So yeah, pretty um, much. it does in order to play. Oh, that's awesome. In order to play as Finca, yeah. The 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 view the point of view. all it's it's yeah. the Invitational is amazing. If anybody hasn't watched any of it, please go back and do it because it's it's so good. I, yeah. I, I didn't finally, really realize they had all this implemented into the game. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's it's that's sweet. the most fascinating part to me is is seeing how these the uh, prospectation tools that they've implemented into this kind of thing 
uh, to see like because you can always see when they're spectating from somebody's screen you can still see where all the enemies are uh, they've got this weird overhead yeah. three quarters. It actually view. looks like they're playing The Sims. Yeah, and it, that's super <laughs> well, incredible. What's, what's like, that's really awesome. What's really cool about it is when you're when you're when they go into first person and they're watching from someone's particular perspective, and you can see the enemy's silhouettes on the screen that they're fighting against. Mm-hmm. And you can see the person's reaction to like, oh, they hear someone this way, and then you look, and they're literally pointing their gun in the exact area where this next person's going to peek, and like, yeah. they're like the guys playing. It's it's insane watching them play this because they're say, so fast and coordinated. Like, it's impressive, man. Yeah. Speaking of sound, um, I had the good fortune of trying out the. I don't remember the name of it, but Sennheiser makes a positional audio amp for uh headphones yeah and uh my cousin jim bought it and i tried it out and it is light years ahead of any other technology that i've heard like my the 7.1 on my headphone system i actually don't even like i'd have it off most of the time yeah any of the other ones i've tried are nothing like this this really makes things sound like they are distant and they are in a specific direction and That's pretty it, cool. It's, uh, well, it's about, incredible, but it's so expensive. What about like, like compared to like your Oculus? Better than that, okay. I'd say. I've always been impressed by the PS. Yeah, but the, the Oculus stuff. has pretty good positional audio for sure. Uh, anyways, uh, so that's pretty much it for Finca. She seems pretty rad. I think the support roles are definitely cool, and global buffs are really sweet. Uh, speaking of the next global buff, Lion, the other operative, is a French attack op. He is equipped with an indestructible flying drone that uses a global effect to tag movement amongst defending the defending team. I just felt $30 leave my pocket. When he uses it, it, you don't even, like the drone is, it just floats over the map. It's there when you load in. Like it's just there. Like the effect is like you actually like using like it on your, on your person. This is, this is the perfect operative for you as a player who, instead of you being stuck on cameras the whole time, you can use this and still be effective. So can other people, it works for everyone. Everyone yeah. sees it on the team. Interesting. So this is this is the thing that he throws down. Is there no? Any, he like, doesn't no, throw it's anything. It it's floats in the air. Above it's a flying drone map. above the it whole map. It can't be destroyed. It can't be destroyed. It's just there, and then he uses it on his like little I think you get iPad three, on his arm. Three uses. There's yeah. Let me. So let me run through the oh, okay. the rest of it here. All right. Yep. So when he uses it, there's a three second warning that comes on screen, and it, within that three second warning, if you are a defending player, if you just hold still, you don't move. It doesn't you, register. You can you. change stances, I believe. You can change stances. You can you aim. Can, you can you turn can around. Aim but you and can't turn move in place. But if you move your feet to move forward, backward, left, or right. It tags you. It does it for four seconds. It'll tag you, and it, were, it'll tell you when it's active too. Yeah. Both both like, teams like know. with uh, yeah, Kevier yeah, yeah, or exactly. There's a 10 second cooldown. It can be used three times in any round. Uh, he's also another considered another support role. Two speed, two armor. Uh, mute is a hard counter to lion's effect. If you're standing near a proximity jammer, it can't hit it. Like you can't be seen. Um, Lion's an attacker? He's also an attacker. They introduced two attackers. Okay. So the two new operatives are both attackers. So the attackers are like OP right now. Like as soon as these drop, no questions asked. Uh, Two new defenders will be introduced later in the year as part of season three. That's weird. The rest of the patch notes will be released tomorrow, Monday the 19th, and Operation Chimera goes live on March 6th. So Operation Chimera also includes the, uh, the, what are they, what are they calling it? Um, the their monster mode. I can't even remember. Oh, the uh, 
I'm drawing uh, a total blank outbreak. here. Outbreak. outbreak. Yeah. yeah. So that also includes Outbreak, which will start on March 6th. Uh, a lot which of people. Is, it's limited time, though. Yeah, it's I a four think. week it's only, thing. It's yeah. only for a month. It's really funny because a bunch of people on Reddit were just complaining about how, like, these two new operatives are, like, supposed to be, uh, you know, like, set up to wage war against chemical warfare, but, like, they both have, like, they're not wearing the right clothing for it. Like, they're nitpicking <laughs> the stupidest shit. Like, oh, that's that it. I'm, right. I want my money back. Sounds um, like the internet. But, yeah, Lion, so Lion's whole thing is, like, it, it just, for, for me, like, knowing how you like to play the game yeah. as, like, you know, support role, this is, like, the perfect support and attacking role for you because you would use this but also not be, like, cornered looking at your cell phone camera like you would actually still be able to interact and it helps everyone else be able to see that shit too so yeah, yeah i don't know if you'll like that because you'll actually have to play no i've been getting more <laughs> into that i've played more jack i haven't played much of the game at all lately which makes me really sad yeah we all need to it. get back into that but uh it i've been getting more into jackal and actually shooting people so that's been good i feel like lion will be another opportunity for me to do that now that they nerfed twitch it's probably if he's french i mean it's probably more like leon Alan said, is the French operative special skill to surrender as soon as he sees an enemy soldier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's called white flag. You can just raise yeah. it up and then they can't he shoot just you. pulls off his whitey tidies and waves them. Yep. So, no, I, that's, uh, that's actually cool. blue, white, and red. Yeah, and this, uh, if anybody hadn't checked it out yet, I think it, the... The free weekend ends tomorrow, like tonight, rather. So if you're listening right now, which you're probably not because nobody does except Alan, apparently. Um, <laughs> Thanks. You can play for free on the, Xbox, PlayStation, oh, and PC. Oh, so the season... So are Lion and Finca coming out early for season pass holders? I think you, that, get, you get access to them earlier, yeah. Okay. Because I feel like I saw a tweet that they might be out already they may all i, I mean I i've know. seen lots of shots of like people playing them, them and like mm. i don't know if it's just part of the invitational that's going on like you're allowed like people are playing it like in the i facility mean if you get Montreal. the season pass you get to play the new operators like a week or two early i do know that's that. what i was that's so what i was maybe they're i feel like i saw a tweet that was like if you're looking for your new operators and you don't have them do a hard reset Restart everything, shut the game down, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit, I need to get that season pass. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But um, I cool. did. I did try it out on PC because of the free weekend, and it is pretty damn nice playing on that. And like, it was well over 100 frames per second the yeah. whole time. And uh, just the mouse and keyboard in that game, that's like a game changer. Like, I was hitting people with the pistol, like, all the way across the room without any Yeah, issues. I watched a dude play with mouse and keyboard and saw how quickly he was ruining people, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to do very well. I thought, <laughs> I thought it would be super sweaty, and I would get my ass handed to me, but I played a recruit, and I was, like, middle Instead, of the scoreboard, got a few kills. Sweaty. Oh, Gladish is listening, too, but he already plays on PlayStation yeah, that's and true. pays for it. But, yeah. So, anyways. You don't need the free week on Gladish. Moving on. Yep. All right. Uh, the final news story here. There was some more news about Nintendo Labo. Uh, there's something called the Toy-Con Garage that lets you make your own custom playthings. And essentially what it comes down to, it looks like there are... So they're calling the cardboard pieces Toy-Cons. And there's a section of the game that's going to essentially allow you to kind of program, use like like a... Like a Lego Mindstorm. Very or, rudimentary programming language of if then statements. Yeah. Like if this happens, then this will happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> I so want to play a broom as a guitar. You can kind of, it look like the, you can see this 
in the video that we're looking at right now. They just have like small little cardboard things that you could make yourself. You can like attach markers to them to give them like a like a lance essentially, like all kinds of stuff like that to try and make different games with these different cardboard creations that you can make with just any old cardboard that's around your house. So I'm pretty this excited is, to have a use for all the cardboard. This is so Amazon Japanese. Packages I get. Like, this is the most Japanese thing anybody in America is ever going to do. This is more Japanese than sushi. This is more <laughs> Japanese than Japan itself. It's a pretty, it's, it's pretty incredible. Like, it's, it's an awesome idea, and it's great because I have a bunch of cardboard that I can bring yeah, home from work every single this week. This is pretty awesome. Is there anything we can make, like... I mean, if we use cardboard to make tentacles, like, what can we do I'm going to hit tentacles? a board on this yes, right let's, now. Yes, let's stop there. Uh, there was a tweet that I saw that I showed you guys. Uh, it's a it's this little tweet of, there's some kind of, like, motocross game, like, Excite Bike, essentially, and in, in Nintendo Labo, and you can use the IR camera on one of the Joy-Cons to, like, take an IR picture of something in the world. Like an and, appendage, perhaps? Yeah, like, like a, a hand. hand. And and then it makes it into an actual course to, to motocross on. Which yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's it's surprising. Like, I didn't realize that that IR camera actually caught that kind of detail. So uh, It's just too cool, man. It's pretty sweet. And we were just thinking, we were talking before the show yeah, about, like, what if we made Lego sets or something like that? that yeah, Lego make. sets. That's what you guys brought up. Yeah, Lego I don't sets. doubt yes. that. <laughs> What if you pointed Lego sets at this thing? What else did you point at it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sickos. Anyway. There may be some profane uh, maps out there. The scrotum map. Yes, quite yeah, possibly. You know, they're probably taking the people that were on the, the U-verse for Splatoon with all the probable penis drawings. That hey, honey, look. Jimmy's driving on my balls. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, stop playing with your junk. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for news today. Yep. Yeah, that's all. Just like a. There's, I mean, there were other things. Thirty-five that happened, minutes but... worth of news. Yeah, you know, we we like to well, pick our own collection playing. of news that we actually care about. Is the idea it's curated rather than, news rather than running down a list of things that happened and not really caring about any of them? These we can... are the only three things that mattered in the last few weeks. <laughs> yes. Anyways, yeah. So, Shadow of Shadow the Colossus. Of the Colossus. Oh man, uh, Shadow of the Colossus is a remake for PS4. is a remake of a PS2 game that also got a remaster on PS3. It's by a company called Team Eco, a first-party PlayStation studio. They made a game called Eco for PS2, and they made a game called The Last Guardian but for the, PS4. The new version is Blue Point. Did it? Uh, yeah. The the original games were done by Team Eco. Blue Point took the remastered job here and remastered Shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation 4. It's a action-adventure game. You are running around and tracking down uh, 16 colossi that you need to kill in order to bring your girlfriend back to life. Pretty standard um, stuff, story-wise. Yeah, and, and basically <laughs> the only, other than the Colossi, the only living thing in this world is you and the horse that you ride around on. And, um, yeah, it's a game that came out in, like, 2003 or something like that for PS2. Um, so, 
And it's a game that was on my 50 games that everybody needs to play. Like, that was one of the games that I... Can I can understand why now. ...that I brought up in, in that case. But, John, I want to know why, why, why you hate this game. I don't hate it. I think you okay. might actually enjoy here's, the parts here's the that thing. I enjoy. I have <laughs> never, at any point in time, been like, oh, I want to play that. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. It just never... Like, I just never was into it. Like, it never struck me as, like, a game that I needed to or wanted to play. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because at that point when the PS2, when it was released on PS2, I was, like, solely playing GameCube. Yeah. I don't really know. Like, maybe that's something Well, it was pretty it. late like, game PS2 as well. So. Yeah, and that's that's when I was, like, really into GameCube and Metroid Prime 2 and uh, Tales of, uh, which one was it? Tales of Symphonia. Symphonia. Yeah. I was like really, which that I just realized is on PC now, and it was three like three dollars. Yeah, like, ooh, I should go back and get that. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just never felt the need to play it. Never really wanted to play it. And just like it's a, again, it's one of those things where everybody everybody I talk to is like, oh, you should you'd love this game, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going to play it then. <laughs> Just like everybody's like, you would love Game of Thrones. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. You're lost. Sorry. Well, Game of Thrones is stupid. Shadow of the Colossus is great. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you just you just killed so many people. Like with <laughs> I that. like Game of Thrones and I watch it and I'm up to date, but I would not put it anywhere near the same. It, no, I just I, I'm comparing the experience, the experience of, like, of everybody of telling people you to telling do me thing. what telling me I would I'd like. They're like, well, you would love this. I'm the same way about like Arrested People don't tell you. That you would love Shadow of the Colossus because there's a lot of boobs in it, though, do they? No, they it's don't. not the same thing as Game of Thrones. No, but but it's people <laughs> there telling aren't me a lot of boobs in it, so John really doesn't. It's care. people yeah. telling me yeah, maybe what they wouldn't think like I would like. Classes. They're telling me what I think I what they think I would like, like not really knowing I, like what kind of games I'm into or whatever. Like my, just because I like dragons doesn't mean I just because I play D and D doesn't there mean are no I would dragons like. in Shadow My of the standpoint is that it's not that you should play it because you would like it. I think you should play it because it is one of the greatest games of all time. What makes it so great? You should play it because it's on our list of games that we collaborated on. That 50, 50 people, that should, should or 50 play. games that everybody should play. Let's talk about it, I guess. Brian, yes. as, Let as, me the, clear the as air the newcomer right now, here, how do you feel about I have done my share of bitching about this game, and I will stand by most of what I said, I, but I don't want to give anybody the impression that I didn't like the game because I absolutely did like it. <laughs> it didn't sound like it in the chat. <laughs> it sounded like it's the worst experience you've ever had. There are there are issues with it. Like I felt hearing so much praise about it for a decade, fifteen years now, yeah. or whatever. Um, it made me skeptical. Like, how is this going to be yeah. when I play it? You know, especially yep. being old, like. The new version of it is a graphical update, and that is it, no. for, for the most part, from what I understand. No. Okay, there, then are, what did... there are controls updates that make it way more playable than it was the first time. <laughs> well, then I would hate playing the original, because <laughs> I still have my... <laughs> It's not. It's not big. There's nothing colossal. One might say, but it is. It, is, it does feel a lot better and more responsive than the original game did. Well, that probably has something to do with the fact that it runs at a good steady frame rate now. Because I heard it used to kind of suck. In uh, it would. It would dip. But no, this is like a. This is like a. It is a team eco game symptom that controls feel floaty and weird. Okay. It's true of The Last Guardian still. It's true of Eco. It's true of the original Shadow of the Colossus. And this game feels a lot better than those do. Okay. 
But anyway, please keep keep going. Um, I will say, okay, the parts I dislike about the game. Let's let's go over that right now. I am bored to tears in the parts in between fighting Colossi. Like, I hate riding around on that stupid horse. I understand, like, toward the end, I started to appreciate the horse more in that it actually feels like a living, breathing entity in the world. Yeah. Because it definitely has a mind of its own. <laughs> like, it won't fucking go the direction I want it to half the time and decides <laughs> to turn around and ignore me and run off scared and all the things that maybe an actual horse might do. <laughs> but from a gameplay perspective, I hate that thing. I, like, I don't find riding horses in any video game to be that compelling. Like, they were pretty cool, I thought, in Red Dead Redemption, and that might be about it. Yeah. But they also feel more like a vehicle in that game. This is essentially GTA in the West, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yes, the, yeah, aggro is aggravating. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> but, um,. Just, like, finding the Colossi in general is is just... I feel like it just pads the, the length of the game unnecessarily. I would rather spend more time... For the time. latter, like, the latter eight, for sure. Yeah, because the, 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 first the later eight. ones, you have to go out further into the map, yeah, yep. and it just takes forever. Um, the save system, I don't recall them actually explaining it properly, is when you actually explain it. pray at a shrine... It'll save the game. It'll save when you the manually game. save, it puts you all the way back at it the fucking beginning of the temple. Yeah. No matter where you save. So it's actually worse to manually save than to just let it automatically save or let it save at or to pray at the shrines to save. Yeah, I never really saved at any of the shrines, so Well I do because sometimes I get mad at doing a Colossus and I shut the game off and I want <laughs> I usually just leave it suspended in that case. Well, but. sometimes like I shut it off to play Rainbow Six or whatever. Yeah, so that's fair. I lose my progress. Um, overall, like the rest of the controls, I think are fine. Yeah, like when you're actually climbing the Colossi and doing whatever you need to do to defeat them, that's cool. I love like the whole approach to the. The Colossi themselves is very unique. Like that stands up to the test of time very well. Because I haven't played any other game where basically every boss is a puzzle, like it is in this game. Yeah, and that is cool. Like they didn't run out of fresh ideas for the whole game. There are a few I thought were kind of weak, like they weren't that enjoyable, but they were still cool in overall. But um, yeah, there's definitely some standout ones too, like the. Uh, it's not really spoilery, but like, like the fifth one's like a giant bird. But yeah, the and ones that fly. I the think flying are my ones favorite. are yeah, and the one that goes like underground was kind of cool. It was like a serpent one. Yep. Um, but some of them I thought were kind of silly. Like there was the one. Uh, there's two little tiny ones. I mean, tiny as far yeah, as the Colossus like, goes, the like bowl, the size of like an elephant, basically. But yeah, they look like bulls. Um, that's like the only time they even get close to repeating a boss because there's two of those. They look pretty much identical, but you have to defeat them in different ways. Uh, I thought the second one of those was like kind of tedious because you just keep 
climbing shit over and over again. I really again. like that. That's the only one where like you're using the environment to fight. Yeah, right. that idea was cool. I just thought like the amount of times you had to di- do mm. that was kind of excessive. But I mean, that's all pretty minor. Like overall, they're just so epic to fight and like For sure. They like it's hard for me to imagine that this game even came out on PlayStation 2. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz it, it like f- with all the environmental stuff that like the destruction of environmental well, with, uh, things, with that thought, like, I can't imagine them doing that on a PlayStation. Whisper Sharks here in the chat asked, "Is anyone else tired of remastered games?" This isn't a remaster. This is a remake. To me, this is a full remake. Did they do it from the ground up? Like, was it? Like- well, no. From what I understand, because they uh, used a lot of like the original programming. Yeah, I don't know that it was like from the ground up, but this is so much more than a remaster. I, I mean, I this is also a game not, that came out didn't 15 just, years ago, and this is the only way I can play it because I never owned a PlayStation right, Two. Right. Well, that's so that's now. what that's what Gladys said. He said, "Not if it's a game I didn't play before, like Shadow of the, of the Colossus, like a similar. Like I kind of feel the same way about it. Like if it's something I haven't played before, like totally. But yeah. then I think about games. If, if you look at the Switch and the Switch's current library, a lot of that is just like remasters of like Neo Geo games and like shit. Yeah, that, that's kind of like, I, like I, f- I will say I am kind of sick of that. I would like to see more fresh games in the Well, they're Switch also re-releasing library. Wii U games because they only sold they didn't, 12 right, of they didn't them. Get so. the, they didn't get the attention they deserved. Like, yeah. ba- the, you know, the Bayonetta series but is now going to, is like blowing up. Like, they, Shadow of the Colossus, it did, it, I looked it up, it came out in 20, 2005, so 2005, it's about 13 okay. years old. It was towards the end of the PlayStation's life cycle. It's actually a little hard to get a copy of it, although it did go into greatest hits. And then it came out remastered for PS3. And that was good. But this game looks the way I remembered it being on PS2. Like, when I look back fondly on it, you know the idea that you go... you Like, you, your mind's eye of a game is like, oh, I remember it looking this great and sounding this great and all this stuff. And then you go back and play it and it doesn't look anywhere like that. This game looks the way that my memory of Shadow of the Colossus is. Yeah. It, it is just as epic. It sounds just as great. Yes, the music and the sound are fantastic, It's all too. about the music to me, because it's just... The, the cues that they have, there's a specific cue that you get when you're, like, on the Colossus and about to attack it. There's a specific cue that you get after you kill the Colossus that has this just, like bittersweet tone to it and the sadness of like you just killed one of the only 18 living things in this entire game (laughs) like and 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 it's just and the horror of of the like black tentacles that come out of the colossus every single time i feel compelled to try and run away particularly chilling with one of the water enemies yeah where you can literally there's you can't even try to run away in the water and all of a sudden bam you get yeah you get hit with them like all of the presentation of all of it is perfect, and it was like this on the PS2. But uh, the fondness that I have for the PS2 version of it, th- this feels like a more fully recognized version of that to me, and that's why I think this remake, even though nobody was really asking for it and it came out of nowhere, I think it's a perfect opportunity. 
the vistas of the world are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So when you say that you get bored of it, I just love looking around at the details of everything as you're riding past. That would be great if I could get the camera to cooperate and let me look where I want to look. The, the camera's time. a little wonky sometimes. I can I can <laughs> fully cop to that, but I just kind of like move it around a bit and kind of check it out and just do that kind of thing. And you, it had it didn't really get in my way too much this time around, but I remember previously being like, God, I wish this camera would. I also work better. Like the HDR is impressive. It definitely looks better with it on, but it, it makes the game incredibly dark in Very spots dark, for yeah. me. But you can tell the differences between certain dark areas, at least. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it's not like all black, but um, I, I'm playing playing. It, in- it makes some of the bosses pretty difficult. Like the one of the water ones that is underwater. Like that one was really hard for me to to see what the hell I was doing. Playing, like, in the complete darkness, it hasn't really been an issue for me so much because it just makes it easier to see the darker stuff. But, like, when I was trying to play today, earlier today, when yeah. you guys were looking, it's it's a lot harder to see the darker scenes. Um, the Flying Colossi are my favorites. The, the fifth one, and then I think the 13th or whatever, the one that has the... Yeah, that one was pretty like, cool. The The blimp bags underneath yeah. it or whatever like the idea that you bring them down to your level and then climb onto them and they are flying around this gigantic area it's like you said the fact that it was achieved on playstation 2 at any frame rate is kind <laughs> of a miracle but the what the, did they do about like fur and stuff back then because that's like a big big part of this and there it was fur. So real. it didn't look great the ps but. the ps2 was the first push of like real particle uh physics yeah. and things in oh, games yeah. so like that was like a big factor in like what that system could do yeah, that's that, why they, that they did that what was that uh must have killed the frame rage <laughs> what was the, the, the firework thing. game that came out was like the, fantavision yeah fantavision was like the big push for that sort of thing so but the the thing that this game gets most right that I don't think any other video game that I have ever played has ever gotten right is scale. It feels huge. The monsters feel gigantic. The final Colossus feels like the tallest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's, like it's ridiculous. Just, the, the, there's something about how they make you feel so tiny and insignificant yes. up against these huge monsters that I don't know that any other video game is ever going to be able to match. Like, it's... It's just incredible. Video game Vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, that's it's one of those things where it's like, if for, if somehow they made, like, VR Shadow of the Colossus, it yeah. would be <sighs> terrifying. And I would probably <laughs> vomit, but it would yeah, be amazing. So I do not want to be on the arm of a Colossus in VR. As it's and flapping and... Shaking off. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank but you. It, it's just... It's a game that I think everybody needs to play. Even if you don't love it when you play it. Even if it's not your cup of tea. Even if you don't finish it. Did you guys both buy hard copies? I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll borrow it you whenever can, you're you, done. You can, you I'm can, not going to pay for it. You can like, borrow mine today because I'm going to be going on a cruise for a week. So yeah. So you can certainly try it out. But it's it's just 
it's a masterpiece. Listen, I'm not, I'm not opposed to playing it. I mean, one of the things Gladish brought up in the chat was that he recommended Rainbow Six and knew I would love it, and I do. <laughs> and he's right, but the, what I was explaining to him was that it was filling a void. Like I, like that. Yeah, the void I, that Destiny Two. Left that's us. exactly what I said. Was, I was like, Destiny Two wasn't very fulfilling. Like our Rainbow Six is definitely fulfilling. So that was like why I wanted, I wanted a challenging multiplayer experience yeah. and. And he not knew, challenging in a way where there's four other people. Gladish knew how much I liked the coordinated shooting. tactical sort of small team things of playing skirmish and trials of Osiris. So he was like, you would dig this. And yeah. he was right. Yeah. And so, and he, he was even like between him and Zach, like the two of them picked out my first operators because they knew my play style. Like they knew what I would be into. Yeah. And uh, you still play them to this day. I do. Well, no, I don't play Rook anymore. Oh, but that's yeah, not the point. point. And th- this is the thing is that I, it's not a game that I look at and think John would love this because those do exist. Like there are certain things that I can see and be like, I think John would really like this. I don't know that this is one of those games. But I think literally everyone who plays video games should try this game out. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you guys pushed Horizon on me too, like, and said you would totally be into this. And I thought, I thought I would be into Horizon, yeah. but then you when I actually would sat be, down and played it, spend more time. I just it. couldn't get into it. So sometimes you bounce off of things, and that happens. And maybe you'll go back to it later and try it out, or maybe not. But I, I just feel like if there, if I could pick. If I could, if I had to pick five video games that were entered into the Library of Congress, this is one of them. Yeah, for sure, hands down. I don't know what the other four are, but this is on that list. Like this is, this is one of those games that when Ebert comes out and says, "I don't think video games are art," I think this is Exhibit A against that case, and it's it's from the sound. It's from. The minimal story, it's the lack of words, it's like everything that goes on in the game, I think, are things that you need to look to get out of it. Like, you could just be like a dude who's like, oh man, taking down some sick colossi today, this is sweet. But if you sit there and <laughs> like, five, bro. if you think about the emotions of it all, if you think about what it means to be going to destroy these gigantic yeah, Colossi. I will say I was I almost done with it. Like I, kinda, I, w- I, wish I gave up on it. the last one. Yeah, because I was just I was the more I played it, the more frustrated I got, and the worse I got at it. So yeah. I just needed to set it down. I wish you finish it, it today because I would like to talk about some of the ending stuff, but it's probably better that we. Yeah, don't. I am very curious what's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll try it out for sure. I'm interested in in playing it. To an extent, I just like in the past, I never had any desire to, yeah. and, and it really wasn't because everybody thought I. They'd be like, oh, I think you love it. It was just I just never felt the need to play it. It was just again, I think a lot of it dealt with the fact that it came at the end of PS2's uh, life, and yeah. I was mainly focused on GameCube at that point. Yeah, so I was just playing different games altogether. Yeah. Um, I think by that time you had given me. I gave the you PS the PS2 2, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Like I was kind of over it because yeah. I had the GameCube and yep. I was really into that. And I had a, I had a DS at that point too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I traded that for a, a PlayStation portable. So yep. I was kind of all over the place. Again, I go through these phases. Portable? Yeah. The PSP. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one before the Vita. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, they did manage to sneak in some Last Guardian stuff, which has me kind of wondering if there's anything like it in in the original, but I don't think there is. Like, there's, I don't know if you've noticed as you're running around, but there's a lot of blue butterflies. 
Hmm. Well, yeah. haven't they said that this like all of the Team Eco games aren't they all in the same universe to some extent or no? I think they I think they are, and I could tell you that. Uh, Pardon my drinking. My my up. guess here. <sighs> there's a chance that you are playing the same protagonist in all three games. I'll put I'll put it that way. Hmm. And uh, and. Kind of my the 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 rough timeline I think is that Shadow of the Colossus is is the first game in the series technically huh. chronologically, but uh, they so there's a lot of blue butterflies kind of floating around which are something that wasn't really prevalent until the Last Guardian as far as I know unless they worked that in throughout the whole thing but then there's also like you feed Trico in the Last Guardian with these barrels. Hmm. that the butterflies are attracted to for some reason. And I was just happening through a forest and I found a cave that I went into and they had a little barrel there with blue butterflies around it and yeah. then it gave me a trophy. It's like a little Easter egg yeah, for, nice. for the Last Guardian. Yeah, so I, it was it cool. It took that me a while to there. even notice any of the collectibles. <laughs> yeah, that's the other but thing. I, I felt like I was kind of... Like I started to appreciate the game more as I was going through it because i wasn't rushing as much too i was trying to finish it before we recorded but then i was just like if i'm rushing i'm gonna enjoy it a lot less so i'll just kind of work through it slowly and that's the thing it's like you can go through and collect fruit to increase your life bar not necessary you can go and shoot uh lizards to get more grip meter Um, that I do wish I would have done more. Now yeah. that I'm on the last one, and this this is the only one that I've had an issue with grip. I've done it when I notice them running around in front of me. I'll stop and be like, "Okay, I guess I'll go kill this lizard." Yeah. Uh, the other thing is they did put another collectible in the game for the PS4 version. The coins, the gold coins that I think there's like 74 of them or something like Jeez. that. Um, I found three. <laughs> yeah, I found like something like that, but. Uh, so you, that's another added thing for people who played the original one that wasn't in this one. Yeah. They're kind of hidden all over the place. So it's a, it's really good. It's a great game. I think everybody should check it out. It's only $40. $40 for this game, I think, is a steal. Yeah. If you haven't already bought it two other times, it's definitely I've, worth $40. I bought it at least one other time, and I think it's totally worth it. How how long has it been? Like, how Do you know what your runtime is at the moment? I'm not sure. I'm about around five hours, and I pr- it might come out to be like five and a half, six by the end of it. But that's well, you're because much better I've, at the game. That's apparently. well, it's because I know some of the t- I knew some of the tips and tricks because I've beaten it before. And yeah, I think last time I looked, I was at like seven, but I that think was if you probably if you, at number thirteen or so. If you took your time, not including the gold coin collectibles, I spent a lot of time, time wandering around, going the wrong direction. And battling the horse, <laughs> like more that like sometimes I would spend like twenty minutes getting to the Colossus, and it would take me like five minutes. Did to my it. did my tip of trying to steer it last a little help? bit? Okay. Yes, because that's one of the things. It's like you don't got to steer it when you're on like one of those land bridges. It'll just go if you keep pressing triangle to make it go. Fast. Yeah, actually, you can just hold triangle most of the time yeah. too. Um, there are little things you can do with the horse. Like if you jump on it and you mm-hmm. immediately press back and triangle, it'll kind of, it'll start out at full speed, ah. which I kind of like, but there's other things you can do too. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of weird little nuances to the controls. Yeah. That, 
but, but it's a uh, stuff you can ignore really it's incredible so everybody play it john you you can you can play my copy cool yeah i was just chatting it up with whisper sharks and gladish in the chat sweet because I think, I don't know if, I'm assuming Alan's still watching, but just not engaged in Rainbow Six chat. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanna, I'm going to bring up Whisper Shark's topic again about remasters, because I think it's a good one. He, his main example was uh, Capcom and their current library of, of like remasters and re-releases of their, all yeah. their old stuff. Um, and my, my response to that was that uh, I think, uh, you know, say for Resident Evil 7, Capcom's really trying to reassess their place in the current video game world. Things have changed a lot for all developers, and I think they're really just trying to figure out what works best in so many different platforms. Not being tied to just controllers and consoles is a bit jarring considering the possibilities with mouse and keyboard and VR now. So much like... um, I would agree with that. Much like how Rockstar is like... You know, like redoing all their games, and like Bethesda's re- redoing their games, like uh, for the Switch to like see what's capable. What you know, what are the possibilities for those uh, those sorts of things? I think is really um, really interesting. Uh, you know, just to see, like, because I mean, look at La Noir. Like, I don't know how well La Noir sold on Switch, but they were using it as like a test to see what the hardware is capable of handling and mm-hmm. the motion controls and everything. Because you're able to use the Joy-Con to like I turn mean, over sheets of paper and like yada just yada, a like port than like a remaster or anything. Right, but it's 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 again, it's a way for them to test what they're capable of doing with this new hardware, and I think that's what a lot of these remasters are. If they're the sort of remaster that actually takes advantage of different hardware, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know, I I'm into it like to an extent, but I also do think that there are, like I was saying, I would much rather see innovation and like challenges, you know, like overcoming challenges in certain, like you know, if uh, I mean this is like this is totally ridiculous, but just as as an example, like if you wanted to create an, an immersive environment and like you were somehow able to like using the technology we have like trigger scent you know like something ridiculous like that mm. like if you were like if you're playing a VR game and you're walking through a field and somehow like the the game is able to simulate uh like the scent of flowers you know like something or like that or if you were going through a sewer and it smelled yeah, like yeah and then you shit. just smell like garbage right <laughs> i just think the idea of so, like that sort of innovation is the kind of stuff i like to see and you're not going to get that with like remakes and remasters you know true that's like the whole VR thing again. Like we, I was a total, I, I did not think, I thought VR was a total gimmick until I mean, we played the PSVR and then it completely changed the way I looked at it. So. I think we see so many remasters just because of the prohibitive cost of making AAA games now. Right. Like a lot of publishers are just like, well, let's just like spit out this game, you know, touch it up. But I we know. already made the game. We don't have to sit here and spend a bunch of time designing it. And we can make money off of it, so... Yeah, and I, I don't remember... It could be a bit lazy sometimes, for sure. I don't recall if it was Split Screen or if it was the Replay Guys, but one of the podcasts... Those are the only two other video game podcasts I listen to, by the way, is Kotaku Split Screen and Replay out of Australia. Shout out to those guys, because we love them. Um, but one of those two podcasts had talked about the the idea that like they they are more than willing to pay... 70 to 80 dollars for a full finished game because somebody somewhere thinks 60 dollars is like 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 the the cost of games has gone up like to create so games has gone game, up yeah. but yeah. like the price of games like when anybody's tried to raise the price of an actual game 
it gets shot down by the community. And like, I'm kind of in the same boat where I feel like I'll pay 80 bucks for a game that's done. Like, give me a finished yeah. game and I'll pay you like, $80. I would have spent like, 60 bucks on Shadow of the Colossus because I get, like, I like to, uh, I mean, fortunately it was only 40 and actually less than that with Gamers Club Unlocked. Yeah. But, uh, I always like in like $60 on a game. Okay. You can go see like maybe three movies and get some snacks with that much money. And that's going to take up five to six hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Right. And a video game for $60, like shit, if it's like Assassin's Creed origins, you're going to spend forever playing yeah. it. If you're into it or like horizon zero dawn. I mean, I've probably put, I think with the DLC, I've put like 60 to 80 hours in that game, and I still haven't even done everything. Yeah. Um, the Witcher 3, I've put 165 hours in. I haven't even done the DLC yet, and I think I did maybe a quarter of all the quests. It, like, I, I don't know what people are expecting for $60. <laughs> like, that's a lot of value. Yes, I understand. $60 is too much when you're playing like the Order 1880, whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. That that was a bit much. Like, I don't want to spend sixty dollars for a five hour game that sucks. Right. Yeah. I the game preservationist in me is okay with remakes because it just makes sure that we can play older games. Especially like when you're not gonna be able to play an arcade cabinet anymore. Well, yeah. There's or thirty thousand other ways to play Pac-Man. It's, it falls and, in with the whole like these these older generations like you know, throwing the original Mario at their children to be yep. like, here, you think you're good at games? You think you're going to be a pro gamer? MLG Pro 360 no scope? <laughs> like, play some Mario and see how far you get. Because that first Goomba's killed more people in all time than <laughs> any other Goomba or any other enemy in any game ever. I almost bought that weird uh, Super Mario that's on the Switch. It's like not the, the, oh, it's Super the Mario arcade versus, version or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah it, and. I don't know. It's I'm the same kind of guy who's like, oh, they put out a new Blu-ray with a new transfer of this older movie that looks better than the other Blu-ray that I bought for $5. I will totally buy that kind of thing. So maybe I'm the wrong person. You are. Yeah, now you have to buy all the Ultra 4K ones. You're a completely different type of whale. That's what that's what you are. Yeah, you're like the. You have like four different copies of the same album, just because they're printed different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're true. like you're you are any kind of developer publisher's dream is what yes you are. No. Yes and no. Um but anyways, we did get some feedback from Alan who is in the chat right now. I'm going to read it off real quick. It was uh the email was titled I finished Assassin's Creed so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> He says, "Hello, gentlemen. I've somehow managed to 100% Assassin's Creed. I'll try to be objective. Origins, as, I'll to try be to be as ob- objective as possible here when talking about it. So, after completing the main story, I was looking for some pinnacle of wisdom, some real juicy story as to how the Brotherhood of Assassins was started. In when in reality, I was left with what feels like a slapdash effort as story writing that feel. I'm sorry I'm, if I'm reading this wrong. Hold on. When in reality, I was left with what feels like a slapdash effort as story writing that feels like it was totally forgotten about and just tacked on to the end of the game. Major disappointment for me as really as I play games for the story. Uh, I want to feel like I'm playing an, an interactive movie. The actual gameplay is pretty good and enjoyable, but if you level up too quick, you just feel like you're playing a souped-up version of Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That really doesn't make me want to finish it. I mean, that's. have you played Dynasty Warriors ever? Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. No, it's kind They're of all, fun. I it's hate It's kind them. of fun no, to just mow through a crowd of <laughs> That like was one of the first games I got for 360, and I hated it. 
Uh, graphically, I think it, it'll. I think I'll be hard pushed to find a game that looks better. You can certainly tell where all the time and money was invested, and it really looks incredible. In some regard, I think the vastness of the game goes against it. When I was sitting down each day to get through all the side quests, I really felt like I was logging in for a day of work, feeling like I had <laughs> to get a certain amount done before I could finish up for the day and log out. In all honesty, it's overwhelming. After a certain amount of doing what I just realized that I was jumping off of various cl- cliffs on my horse to see how high I could jump from w- without dying. <laughs> That's how I was getting my fun out of the game at that point. Did you try that with a camel? That would be more fun. (laughs) It took some solid playing in the game to realize that they had recycled dialogue from some of the older games, which was disappointing. Although one thing I did notice was whatever outfit you wear affects the dialogue, which is cool. What? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. After playing the game for so long, it really felt like they had taken the best bits of gameplay from all the other games and stuck it into this one. The sandy landscapes from the first Assassin's Creed, plus the puzzles solving from the second one, and the ship sailing and underwater exploration from Black Flag. I could go on. Anyway, all in all, I learned more about the actual story of the precursor race from doing a certain batch of side quests. A decent game, but it needs to be stripped way back, in my humble opinion. As the assassin saying goes, you can defeat an army of Romans, but you will most certainly be killed by three bites of a cobra. Why did they keep cobras in jars? <laughs> I'll never know. Looking forward to the next podcast, as always. Your angry Scotsman, Alan. I think, in my opinion, with Assassin's Creed, I wanted a good story more than I wanted more combat. I think everybody kind of wanted a good story. So the idea that they made it into this open world thing with all kinds of different missions, it it works pretty well, but am I going to want to play 60 hours of it? Probably not. I would much rather give you $60 for 12 hours of good story than $60 for 60 hours of middling combat. When I play it, I... Like, I understand they wanted to make things feel fresh with the combat and stuff, but the way the combat plays out makes me not feel like a badass assassin like I used to. Like, when I would run around in Assassin's Creed 2 just to get enough people following me to have an interesting fight yeah. with just the hidden blades, it was just an awesome feeling to constantly counter their attacks and just fight off, like, 20 dudes at once. In this game, if you fight more than one person at a time, it's, like, impossible. Yeah. And it seems to happen a lot, and I don't know. That's glad, glad you got 100% on it. Alex. Yeah, I still, like, I like he told me he had beaten the game or whatever, and I was like, did you 100% it? This was, like, a few weeks back. He's like, no. And I was like, let me know if you do. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think he'd actually do it because, like, I knew how much he was struggling trying to get through the main story because he was having, like, he just wanted the story and it wasn't mm-hmm. just readily available. Um, so I kind of challenged him in that, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad he did it. I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, again, it's a game I I wanted to yeah. finish because I want the story, I want to finish but... it too. There's no way I'm going to do 100 percent of it though. No. Yeah. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is probably like the only game I've been entertaining going back and finishing everything. But yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad so. you did that for us, Alan. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> thanks, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate the feedback. So, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. What's that? What else is going on with the network? Uh, the so we're doing the Alienist recap podcast. Yeah, that, uh, how's that show going? I haven't listened to the podcast because I haven't been watching. It's going pretty good. Like it, it's the show finally feels like something that I really want to watch. Like I'm, I think I'm, I'm hooked after it like episode intriguing. three or four. I think it's something that people should check out. It's only going to be ten episodes total, so we're almost halfway through. 
Uh, we put our recap of the fourth episode out this past Friday, which was a little late because last week was crazy. And then this week I'm going to be on a cruise, so it's going to be late again. Weren't, weren't. But, and you're not going to be able to play Rainbow Six. Yep. After that, uh, it should be more regular. So please check out the Alienist and the Alienist Recap Podcast if that sounds like something that you would be into. Uh, and then back on February 8th, the Horror Movie Yearbook guys put out their episode 29, The Class of 1997, to talk about Event Horizon. They're scaling back to one movie per episode now that uh, Willie's going to be a, a daddy and and... Uh, Tim's getting married, so things are. I really, I slowing down. A bit. Life is getting in the way. I yes. thought I, maybe I don't have the right phone number for Willie, but I texted him a while back and said, "Let me know before you record '97 uh, because I have a story for you." So I'll just tell my little anecdotal story now. Uh, so the theme music that Horror Movie Yearbook uses is from my old band, the Gamma Foundation. And the Gamma Foundation was kind of spawned out of uh, an enormous love for the movie Event Horizon, yeah. <laughs> as well as some maybe inebriating substances that we had partaken in. Um, Kids. But uh, yeah, the the intro song uh, that of the album is what those guys use as their theme song, mm-hmm. and I, I'm flattered that they even wanted to use it to begin with. But I think it's very it's very fitting of them to use that particular you know any of the music from the Gamma Foundation because the band was literally like the story that we had created behind this concept was that it was scientists in space experimenting with consciousness, uh, and it was very <laughs> much influenced by Event Horizon. <laughs> Uh, so I, I wanted to share that with them, but it's, it's all good. I know those, I'm sure I got to go back and listen to that episode now because that event horizon is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So yeah, uh, they're, they're plugging away 97. Yeah. So cool. I, I don't know what other two movies they're going to talk about yet. I haven't listened to the full episode yet cause they started talking about the Cloverfield paradox and I haven't yeah. watched it yet. So I want to I want to watch that first. Right uh, Whisper Whisper Sharks is a friend of mine from from uh, one of one of the former co-ops at work. So oh, right on. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for watching, Ed. Yeah, I was going to say thanks to Whisper Sharks and Gladish and Alan for joining us in the Twitch chat there. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on social media or listen or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamenerds.com/links. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamenerds@gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your next podcatcher or your favorite podcatcher. Our next episode, I don't really know what we're going to cover, but uh, were you picking up Dragon Quest Builders at some point? Or? Uh, maybe. We were debating, I don't know. I think we were debating that. I was debating that. I know that much. Um, I might go try and rent it from the local video store and take it on my cruise. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I'm probably going to spend the next two weeks cursing at the last Colossus that and I pooping. need to finish. Cursing and pooping. And, that's, uh, that's Brian's agenda. I don't know. Might finish up Prey. Yeah. So. Let's uh, let, let me let me take a quick look here, and let's take a gander at what might be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Here, Bayonetta did come out this week for mm-hmm. Switch. The Secret of Mana remaster or remake came out as well. This but that's week. on everything but Switch. Yeah, it's on. Uh, I Windows, only want PS4 it on and Switch. So uh, EA just put out Fee. That I've seen a lot of mixed reviews about Faye? that. Like people seem to really Iron. like it, or they think it's mediocre. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It seems Age interesting. Age of Empires Definitive Edition is oh, out next week. Okay. The 20th. So is Metal Gear that. Survive. I 
I don't, don't care no, about no, Skyrim. I didn't even actually get into the game to play it. I was just in like the trial area, and I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, "Why?" Like it loads it this? loads you into that like Nexus kind of like mm-hmm. thing, and you can like bring up a shooting range or whatever. Yeah, and I, I brought like, it up and thought I should probably just go back and play Metal Gear. Like, this is this is a bad more. game. Yeah, that's probably the right way to go about it. So our next episode will be March fourth, and by that point. Uh, there's a few things coming out, but nothing too big. Man, we could we could all buy Payday Two for the Switch and just sit in one room and play <laughs> it. But. Yeah, know. that was going to be one. Like, I'm, I'm glad Whisper Sharks brought that up because I was going through the eShop on Switch and like all I'm looking at are like remakes and rehashes of things I played like years ago, and I'm yeah. just like, why? Like, give me new stuff and like, a lot of Neo Geo games you never yeah. wanted to play when they first came out. Uh, Alan just said in the chat he started Metal Gear Solid Five, so he'll see how that goes. And I said, yeah, let us nice. know. It's a uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful game. Yeah, it's one of Alex's favorites. So, anyways, we do appreciate everybody in the chat and uh, anybody listening. If you hear this, thank you very much. Uh, we'll let you know hopefully through social media of some sort as to what sort of games we're going to cover next time around. But uh, thanks again for checking us out, and we will see you next time. Peace.